Thank you for checking out Talks with Tyler ISD, a podcast about the people and programs that make up Tyler ISD. I'm your host, Jennifer Hines, and our guest today is Tyler ISD Police Chief Danny Brown. Thank you so much for joining us, Danny. Thanks for inviting us to uh, share a little, a little bit of what we do at TAISD. Absolutely. Well, I want to start first with a little bit of your history. You've been with us since 2012, but prior to that, you have a long and extensive history in law enforcement. Yes, ma'am. I started when I was 20 years old at Tyler PD. Uh, I spent about 21 years there and retired in 02 and thought I was done with police work. And uh, then I uh, went to work for Child Protective Services and spent about five or six years investigating child abuse and major injuries in, in this area. Then this opportunity, I, I saw this opportunity and I said, you know, I could use my law enforcement background and my CPS background to possibly do this job. And, and like you said, I was hired in May of 2012. So it really is that great balance of your passion for working with children and then also your law enforcement background coming together. And even outside of that in your personal life, you have a passion for children. You are a foster dad. Tell us a little yes, bit about ma'am. that. You've fostered quite a few kids. We have. We, My wife and I started fostering in May of 2015. And I think we added up the other day. We've fostered 36 or 37 kids have come and gone from our home. And currently we have five five fosters all under the age of eight and then i have a five-year-old that was our first placement when we first got our license we got her right out of the nick unit uh, at, at uh, christus trinity mother francis and we adopted her on her first birthday and and she has changed our life she'll be six this year and uh we just we love fostering we love kids Oh, I love to hear that. And she's going to be six this year. So y'all have been fostering for about six years now. That's wonderful. Well, one of the things that I think is really interesting is, you know, your love for children, not only in your personal life with fostering, your background with Tyler PD, and then also CPS, now coming to Tyler ISD, you really truly have a, a passion and a calling to care about students and children's safety and their health. And that's going to kind of, um, you know, that kind of goes into our whole successful student outcomes. There's a whole other comp- component. It's it's not just the academics right. and it's not just the social emotional learning. It, it is also the health and the safety of each of the students. And one of the big uh, topics that we're going to be tackling today is the issue of vaping. Um, Tell us a little bit about when you started seeing this whole vaping movement becoming an issue in our schools. So we we first started seeing a few e-cigarettes when they were come become popular about in September of 19 somewhere in that general area and then as as time progressed in the fall of that year of 19 we, we saw an increase in the number of vapes that we were recovering or the uh, campus administrators were recovering on our campuses, and it really picked up uh, in the late part of 2019. And then that kind of ramped up into uh, 2020. And one of the big parts is that, you know, there's legal ramifications for this. And I can remember um, sitting down with Dr. Crawford, the superintendent of schools for Tyler ISD, and he was concerned because we were starting to see the THC in these vaping devices. And and that kind of opens up 
an entirely different can of worms, so to speak. Um, and he was very, um, he was very interested in what could we do to make sure that these parents and students knew what that was going to entail. Vaping is not cool. It's not only unhealthy, it's now illegal. Vaping is a problem affecting students throughout the state of Texas. It is now illegal for anyone under 21 to possess tobacco, electronic cigarette devices, or vaping products. Students who are caught with vaping products on school grounds will receive a Class C misdemeanor citation and a fine of up to $100. And if that vaping device has any other substance in it, such as THC oil, not only is that illegal, it's a felony and you will be arrested. Having a felony on your record can be life altering and it can stay with you for the rest of your life. Your acceptance to school, getting scholarships, or financially could be at risk. How will you get hired? On every job application, you'll have to tell them you're a felon. Some apartments won't even rent to felons. Do you want to live with your parents forever? A felony is pretty severe. It's not just something you're going to deal with as a juvenile. So please, be smart and don't ruin your future over vaping. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Students, we care deeply about your success, so please stay away from the dangers of vaping. Parents, do what you can and talk to your students about the consequences that are associated, not only physically, but legally, with vaping. Together, we can make a difference. Don't let your future go up in smoke. We launched uh, two different PSAs. We had a short version and a long version. We created them in English and in Spanish. We have posters in both languages up at the middle schools and the high schools and, and really tried to get that information out there. Um, what kind of walk us through what this really entails. This is not like getting caught smoking a cigarette on campus. This is, this is serious. Yes, ma'am. And I, I remember having that conversation when I called Dr. Crawford and I said, this is what we're seeing. We're seeing these, these students bringing vapes that contain the THC oil. And in Texas, it's a violation of the Texas Health and Safety Code. And it's a felony to possess THC oil. So I called Dr. Crawford and I said, we've had a couple of these cases. And I mean, are, what are we going to do? We need, are we going to prosecute these cases? And we talked, we had a long conversation and he had some conversations and he got back with me and said, you know, we have to hold our, our students accountable for their actions. So, uh, we, we're filing the felony case. If the, if it's, if the student possesses a vape and we'll send that vape off to the lab just to confirm if it contains THC oil, cause we want to make sure trying to, trying to make sure that, you know, we don't, we don't, uh, have a case on a, a student and it turn out it not be. We're making right. sure we're doing you're, everything you're, we can you're do. We're going through the process. Our due diligence. Absolutely. So then we get that lab report back and it says that that vape did contain THC and it's a violation of the health and safety code. We file those cases with the district attorney office here in Smith County. And so that's the one where you're looking at felony charges. Now, just the vape. Talk to us a little okay. bit about that because you you still will you still will get in trouble that's if true. you're vaping nicotine. Yes. So you have to be 21 or older to possess a vape. So if a, a campus administrator uh, locates a vape on a student and it's just nicotine, just nicotine, that's bad enough. But right. If it contains nicotine or these flavored juices that is so uh, well advertised to, to our, you know, that age group now, yes. uh, then you could 
receive a citation for that, or a citation would be filed over in the municipal court here in Tyler, and a prosecutor would would go through some, you know, it, it's the fine is up to a hundred dollars, but. Here, our prosecutor over at city court is finding some innovative things to do with the student uh, versus the $100 fine. There's different ways, and that uh, that usually doesn't get on their record, per se, like a traffic ticket would, because they work different programs in different ways to just, uh, just to show the student how serious possession of even nicotine in one of these vapes is on campus. But then you add the THC, and that is a whole other ballgame. Whole nother situation because what we're seeing from our lab reports are getting back. The THC oil is concentrated like 98 or 99 percent. So the THC oil is the oil that's in the marijuana plant. So when it's taken out of the marijuana plant and it's 99 percent and then you're putting that in a vape as a as a student, a small, a smaller, you know, body person. Mm-hmm. And you ingest that in your system, it just affects our students dramatically, even if it's just a small amount. And you had mentioned it a minute ago about the flavors. The thing that we're seeing is that they are creating all sorts of different flavors that are enticing to children. Yes. I mean, they still are children. I mean, they I know are. they think they're adults and they're, <laughs> and they're getting close, yes. but, but they are they are still children and they are being targeted and, and lured with how yes. they advertise and with the flavors that they make and that sort of thing. Uh, so, so there's definitely... Um, that lure there that we kind of have to make sure like, Hey, this is a serious thing. The other thing from the health standpoint that I've heard a lot of people talk about is they will go through the vaping pods much faster. So they're actually ingesting three, four packs a day Mm -hmm. worth of nicotine in a vape pod versus a pack of cigarettes, which is, is really causing a lot of lung issues Mm -hmm. and all sorts of health issues in regards to that. So it is a health concern. Absolutely. And then now we got to look at the, the possibility of a felony on your record. Mm -hmm. And, and that really can change the course of your life. Most definitely. You know, uh, students who want to go to the military, they're not going to be able to go with a felony on their record. Uh, colleges will look at that, uh, jobs. If you're going to get a job, they'll look back at that and see that and it'll just affect them forever. You know, and Jennifer, another thing is this, it is so popular now that if, if one student brings the vape and shows it to the other student, they're going to want to do it. And then the next one's going to want to do it. And, and we've seen, you know, the, the trickle down on some of these where, you know, one, one gets sick and then another one gets sick. And but just because they're so dangerous. And let's l- talk a little bit about I mean, it's not just us. I mean, oh, no. school districts across the country, right next door to us and everywhere in between, they are seeing this. You've even gotten phone calls um, on how we're doing what we are uh, doing to, to battle this. What are what are the other districts saying that you've heard from? So we've had a couple of calls since we've ro- rolled this out, especially from smaller school districts, and and they were they're just taking the vapes and, and just taking them away from the student, and they were curious as to how we were filing it, how we were filing in the the citation part of it, because in Texas, it is it's difficult. The law is difficult on issuing a citation to a student. 
And we don't issue the citation to the student. We file the citation over in the municipal court. We follow what the how the law lays it out. You can do it. And I think they're confused that it, it, back when the law changed in 2013 concerning citations, that a lot of districts are saying you can't do it. You can issue a citation to a student for a school violation if it occurs on school property. But it just takes a little work to do that. And we were, and I've told a couple of them and uh, how you do it. And now they understand. And, and it's a lot of work to do from, from our standpoint as officers, mm-hmm. but that's just part of our job. That's what we do. And we've, we've instructed them how to do it. And then because they never thought about testing them, how you test them. We, we showed them how you do that. So, and, and they're wanting to do this because they, they are. are also seeing this as an issue in their school districts. Yes. I, I do want to put this into, perspective. One, I want to make the point that this is a state law. This is not a Tyler ISD law. We are simply following the law with what is required of us. But also that um, while we are seeing this uptick, we are the largest school district in East Texas. And I do want to kind of put to um, put it in perspective. We have roughly a dozen students right now that are looking yeah. at possible felony charges out of 18,000. So while that is a small percentage, that's 12 too many. 12 too that's many. 12 too many. Yes. You know, it, from the health and safety side, I mean, we just want our students to be successful. And like you said, 12 is too many. And um, you know, we're going to continue to do what we have to do as the law, as the Texas Health and Safety Code tells us to do. And, and, but we want our students to, and our parents to realize that they, the parents need to get ahead of this thing. Uh, you know, check your students' backpack when they come home, come home in the afternoon or before they go to school. Because these things, back when cell phones were so, you know, first came on and students were all carrying cell phones. Yes. Everybody got one. Now this is the latest thing. This is the latest thing so that everybody you seems have to, to be check getting one. And get ahead of it. Speaking of parents, I mean, I, I have a middle schooler and, you know, sixth grade. So we're just now entering the middle school years. And I know that that is a part we're getting to where this is going to be something that she's going to be exposed to more and more as mm-hmm. she grows older. As a parent, what do I need to know? What signs do I need to look for? What types of objects? Because we know that they're hiding them. Oh, yeah. They don't look, they're not very mm-hmm. obvious. So we've seen, so parents, check your check your student's backpack, talk to them, and the signs that you would see would be the old sign of people who smoke marijuana because it's the same thing. You know, the they're out of it, they're... Uh, sleepy all the time. Their, their, uh, disposition changes to that, to that sleepy and tired. And the device itself, Jennifer, we have seen everything from they look like a, uh, a thumb drive that fits into a computer. You pull it apart and, and, um, breathe off of it and ink pens, just anything that could, they, they could make that would, uh, a student would be interested in carrying. Um, but it's camouflaged. It's camouflaged as a vape. So you have to be real careful, parents, but check your backpack. And if you see something in there, take it apart and look at it. And if it has a little battery pack and has a little, um, now the, um, the cylinder that has the oil in it is just mm-hmm. real small. And some of them are big. You just have to be really careful and look what, and look at it. go online and search what vapes look for. So you'll know what you're looking at. And speaking of online, not only do they target our children with these 
flavors that they are enticed by, but they can get it pretty much anywhere. Speaking of online. Sure. You check that box. I'm over 18. They'll send it to you. And we've, we've had several where the, the, the vape is still in the box where they've just gotten it, you know, online or from a friend, or uh, I, I'm sure they're selling, you know, if they sell them locally retail here, um, but you check that box, you're 18, and they'll send it right to your house. Right. I mean, you don't even have to go to a store. No. It's it's delivered to your doorstep. So yes, that ma'am. is how easily accessible this stuff is. Yes, and that's one of the reasons why we relaunched this campaign. Kind of looking at the timeline, we launched the campaign roughly a year ago. Mm-hmm. We saw this uptick, and then COVID happened. That's the right. governor shut down all the schools. Obviously, we weren't having students in school then when we opened our doors again, not everybody came back in person. We had mm-hmm. the virtual option at that point where you could be a learn-at-home student. But now that everyone is back, now that things are back to a normal schedule for our students, we're seeing that surge again. That's correct. And, you know, the numbers have risen, you know, we like we said, 12 since we've come back from the break. And we're, we need to get this thing out there and so that we can get those numbers back down that we're, that they'll realize that uh, what's going on, what we're seeing and make them aware of what they need to look for, parents especially and students. And I'll tell, tell students at TISD, if you see one of your friends with a, with a vape, you need to tell somebody because those are your classmates, those are your schoolmates. And these things are so dangerous. We wouldn't want anything to happen to a classmate. So tell administrator, tell one of the school resource officers that's there on your campus. Uh, we just need to know, say something. If you yeah. see something, say something. Absolutely. Um, and, say, and, and don't be afraid to say nope. something to your friend. Right. Hey, you're going to get a felony if you keep doing that that's on true. school property. Do not bring that here. That's not good for you. You know, I think that they need to be aware and, you know, we're doing our part. We've got the posters that we have put up in the schools. We are talking to the students about it through um, health guidance in the classrooms when needed. And then we're also partnering with the local news outlets to get our PSAs out there and, and hopefully parents at home, I mean, that's what we, that's what we need. We need you to be aware of this Mm -hmm. information and we need you to share it with your students and share it with your friend, your, your kids, friends and, and other parents too. Um, spread the word. Very, very important. And if a parent has something, find something that they want us to look at to see if it's what, give us a call. We'd be glad to do it. Our number at the TISD police department is 903-262-1111. It's an easy number to remember. Call us. Uh, come by the school and, and, you know, tell us and we'll look at it and see if we can, you know, identify what it is. If we need to do that. Absolutely. And parents need to know that we're in this together. This, you know, our goal is successful student outcomes for all students and we are here to help. Right. This is not a Mm-mm. us versus them situation at all. We are in this together. Any final thoughts that you would like for the parents listening to this podcast right now to take away from today's podcast? I just, I just encourage our parents to really, really be vig- vigilant on this and, and check your, don't say your student would never do it because peer pressure is so, so important right now to, to students in these age groups. Check your, your property, check your backpack and, uh, just encourage your student to stay away from these, uh, because they're so dangerous. 
All right. Thanks so much, Chief Brown, for joining us for Talks with Tyler ISD. We hope that you will share this with friends and family, spread the word, and don't forget to subscribe to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, where you can catch this podcast and all of our other podcasts for Talks with Tyler ISD. Until next time, we'll see you then.